This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C. Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM. The Fan going solo today. No Ryan Horvat today uh, as uh, he is out sick. Uh, hopefully he'll be back on Sunday. We are talking about possibly doing a post-podcast Sunday uh, after the Packers and Bears game uh, coming up on Sunday night. So stay tuned on the lookout for that. Uh, if we do do it, uh, I'll be uh, tweeting it out from at Sparky Radio uh, during the game or towards the end of the game. If we do do it, it'll be streamed live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page where we stream all of the other podcasts from, uh, as well as, say, the Green and Growing podcast uh, that Nathan Marzian and myself do as well, as well as the Spare Time Bowling Show podcast that uh, Phil Brylow, Dwayne Albrecht, and myself do uh, throughout the PBA bowling season. So uh, always look there, and you can find uh, the video aspects of that. Now, when we're doing a solo like I am today, those don't go on YouTube because I don't think anybody wants to look at me by myself uh, for 30 to 45 minutes uh, at any point, and I certainly don't, so I just uh, record it in a radio studio like I'm doing today. So let's do confident, concern, and curious as we get ready for Packer Bears coming up on Sunday afternoon. And I will say uh, that all week long coming into this thing, um, I have been confident and still am confident uh, that this offense is going to put up points one way or the other. You know, I figure they're going to score, I don't know, 24 t- 28, 31, somewhere in that area points. Like I think they definitely get three touchdowns uh, in this game. Now, whether that's Jordan Love throwing two, we, they run one in, they run two in, Love throws one, whatever the case may be, I think they can score on this Bears uh, defense, uh, especially if it's uh, typical uh, you know, cover two type stuff uh, that the Packers can pick apart with uh, Jordan Love. Now, I know there's a lot of talk about, oh, Montez Sweat, and he's been a beast since uh, they got him from Washington, and He's been a difference maker. He signed an extension. You heard Rami talking about it, Rami Makhlouf, on the last episode of Curtin Long earlier this week, which, by the way, if you missed it, it was a lot of fun. You should go back and listen to it. Um, whether it be on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcast at, probably wherever you're listening right now, you can go back and listen to it. Uh, and that's fine and dandy, but he's going up against Zach Tom, and Zach Tom uh, has been uh, one of the top uh, pass-protecting right tackles in the National Football League this year. I think he's in the... Uh, what is he, top 15, top 20, somewhere in that area in pass protection and right tackle. So I think they're going to be okay dealing with Montez Sweat um, uh, in this game. Then uh, we talk about you know concerns uh, that you may have going into this game. And I, I think 
my concern, uh, there's multiple concerns here. Uh, my first concern is that Justin Fields is going to run for like 100 to 125 yards in this game. And throughout the course of the week, talking to coworkers here in the building at the radio station, uh, talking to friends, uh, talking to family members like my father, um, I, I've been telling them all the same thing uh, that I believe of how this is going to be defensively for the Packers. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I think it's the right play. Uh, but I've been saying it all week, which is, listen, they're going to zone up. The Packers are going to play a lot of zone. And they're going to allow you know a lot of space, probably, between the receivers and the DBs, and it's going to drive you crazy. But having said that, I think part of the reason they do that is to keep everybody in front of them um, as far as Jordan, not Jordan Love, Justin Fields in front of them. Because you don't want to be playing man-to-man coverage. Everybody's back is turned uh, away or is turned towards the line of scrimmage. Nobody's paying attention to Justin Fields, and Fields runs upfield 20 or 30 yards before somebody realizes it. So part of the reason you play zone uh, is to keep the quarterback and everything in front of you so you don't allow the big plays. The other reason you play zone to a certain degree uh, is you don't want DJ Moore to kill you for gigantic explosive plays. What you want to have happen is you want Justin Fields, if the Bears are going to score points, okay, fine, but make them have 12, 13, 14 play drives in order to do it. Make Justin Fields have to throw several passes on a drive and complete several passes and make good passes in order to do that. And that's why I don't really think you're going to see a ton of blitzing from the Packers. I don't think you're going to see uh, a ton of different exotic stuff from the Packers necessarily. You may see some stunts up front and stuff like that, but that's just typical Packer defense. I just don't think you're going to see much else. I think they're going to play pretty vanilla, you know, maybe drop eight uh, and see if he can find the available holes and so forth uh, and continuously make accurate passes and see how Fields does with that. So my concern all week has been, you know, Justin Fields running all over the place. If Joe Barry does what he should, which is play zone, maybe you have a spy in Quay Walker to go along with that. Hopefully that neutralizes that. And if you're not blitzing from all over the place, that means you should be able to contain him and keep him in front of you as a defensive line. So that, that was one of my concerns. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My other concern in all of this is obviously running the football because the Packers do a horrible job of stopping the run. Uh, and they've got a couple of good guys they can play uh, at, at the running back position, right? Herbert and Foreman both uh, are decent running backs. Both can, can put up the yards. Uh, and I think coming into the game, not only are you going to play zone, as far as when you're in, in pass coverage. But the other part of it is you still want to make sure to stop the run. If you're going to lose, let Justin Fields beat you with his with his arm. Do not allow Justin Fields to beat you with his legs or his running back's legs. Right? You don't want this to be a situation like it was against the Niners year ago, years ago, where you have, you know, a, a running back go for like a buck fifty or a buck seventy-five, and then your quarterback is running around for seventy-five to another hundred yards. Uh, and it, it's horrible. And you can't stop them. And they just go up and down the field all day long. And by the time you get to the fourth quarter, your defense is so worn out and dragging dead tired because they can't get themselves off the field 
uh, that there's no prayer of winning this thing. So that's my other concern. So first concern, Justin Fields. Second concern is making sure you figure out a way uh, to stop them from uh, running the football. Now, the third thing uh, in all of this at the end of the day is going to be, you know, what are you curious about? And I'll say this. I'm curious to see what this offense looks like if they actually have everybody out there and healthy for the Green Bay Packers. I am. I I'm really am curious because there's talk, as we record this here at uh, what 1223 in the afternoon on Friday, there's talk that they're going to possibly activate Luke Musgrave, uh, the Packers' second-round pick last year, uh, to match him up with third-round pick Tucker Kraft uh, and have both tight ends available for the first time since, what, week 10, week 11. Now, but at that point, Kraft really had not really come onto the scene at that point, kind of kept him under wraps and was really focusing on trying to get Musgrave going. Well, now Kraft has blown up on the scene, and with Musgrave coming back with that lacerated kidney that he's recovered from, if you have both tight ends, oh my goodness, think of all the new fun concepts and stuff you can do on offense that the Chicago Bears have not seen because you've not had the ability to use it or do it at this point. So if you're LaFleur, I would imagine you're salivating with that opportunity. Then, add on top of that, your wide receiving core looks like it finally might be healthy as well. Now, again, as we record this, wide receivers all practicing except Christian Watson, uh, who is not practicing today, but he practiced Wednesday and he practiced Thursday. So one of two things is going on here as we record this. Either A, uh, he's not as healthy as he thought he was and he re-hurt himself, which I don't think is the case because he was talking yesterday about thinking he's playing on Sunday. Or B, they're just giving him an, another day of rest here after practicing for two days to make sure he stays healthy between now and Sunday afternoon against the Bears. That's what I'm hoping for. So then you're talking about a situation where you have an entire offense that is finally healthy outside of probably David Bakhtiari. Outside of Bakhtiari, you're pretty much going to be good to go. You know, maybe there's a chance A.J. Dillon doesn't play, I guess, because he re-aggravated uh, that thumb injury or whatever, but... Aaron Jones is good. Both tight ends are good. Wide receiving core could very well be good with Christian Watson and Wicks uh, and the rest. And Jaden Reed all going to be ready to go. This is huge for this for this offense and for this team because, again, it opens up uh, another kind of playbook, I guess, maybe to a certain degree for what Matt LaFleur can do and really uh, try and confuse this Bears defense and show them stuff they haven't seen before. And that's not on tape. That, that they're going to bring out for this game. And make no mistakes about it. I, I get sometimes where it's like, well, you know, we want to have something in reserve, you know, for when we get to the playoffs, don't really want to show everything, whatever. Yeah, there's no time for that. You have to win the game to get into the playoffs. There's no time for holding anything back. Whatever you got when everybody is healthy, whatever you've had back in training camp, envisioning in your dreams of, boy, if we ever get to this point where we're this good, I would love to unleash this part of the playbook and really see what defenses do against it. If that exists, then let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's open it up and let's go. Because that is something that you want to take out, something they have not seen. Because the Bears, there's a lot of talk. Eberflus talking about how, oh, we're, we're, we've got stuff you know ready for them and blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. So they're probably going to show the Packers some stuff they haven't seen to this point maybe on film and try and confuse Jordan Love defensively and so forth. Fine. Offensively, you can do the same thing if everybody is healthy. You can give them stuff that they've not seen before. Uh, And then defensively uh, for the Packers, obviously, 
you're not going to do anything fancy there. You're just going to try and change things up uh, and confuse Justin Fields. Maybe have uh, one look pre-snap and then show him something else uh, after the snap and try and confuse him and try and, and make him read the room and read it accurately uh, and not throw a pass to where he thinks nobody is and all of a sudden, boop, the safety's there with an interception. That, you know, that that's what you kind of really want to try and do here. But when you do that, you have to make sure everybody's on the same page and that the Packers themselves don't blow communication and you've got guys running wide open uh, on the field because the Packers, when they did their change of what they were showing pre-snap, uh, get confused about where everybody's supposed to be and that it ends up being a big play for the Chicago Bears. So got to be careful both sides of that. Coming up next, we're going to talk with our guy, Gilbert Brown. That's right, the grave digger. Just got a text uh, and have an opportunity to sit down and talk with him via phone, so we'll do that. Coming up next, Gilbert Brown's thoughts on the Packers and Packer Bears, and he's got a signing appearance uh, coming up this Sunday you'll want to hear about. That's next here on Curtin Long. Download on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast. And of course, check us out on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Back on Curtin Long here on 12.50 a.m. The fan, of course, downloaded on your Odyssey app where you download your favorite podcast at Ryan Horvath uh, out today. He is sick. Uh, being joined now, special guest, the Grave Digger, Baby Packer Hall of Famer, Gilbert Brown joins us. Gilbert, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, Sparky, it's always good to be in your realm of the world. Well, you're coming closer to my realm of the world coming up on Sunday. (laughs) You and Desmond Clark, former tight end uh, for the Bears, going to be signing autographs from 2 to 3 down in Gurney at the Wall at Gurney, uh, 6144 Grand Avenue, uh, right before the Packers and Bears uh, kick off. Uh, That's going to be a pretty cool deal. How do they treat you in Illinois when you go down there to do autograph signings? Well, I, I usually have to try to figure out how to drive. I, I'm not a welcome person in Chicago. I wouldn't imagine. That. Yeah. I, I, am a, I am a legitimate bear killer. I go hunting with a switch <laughs> on the <them> baby. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. So if you're interested in getting Gilbert's autograph, uh, for some reason you're a Bears fan listening to seeing what the Packer fans are saying right now, get Desmond Clark's uh, autograph. <laughs> Gilbert's is worth more. You want Gilbert's. Uh, and you're all set coming up on Sunday from 2 to 3. Uh, okay, Gilbert, so let's get into your thoughts, I guess, before we get into Joel Berry's defense. Uh, I want to talk I talk about the offense a, a little bit. I mean, before the season, everybody had what they thought they thought about Jordan Love, I guess. And then during the middle of the season, everybody was ready to move on from Jordan Love. And now here at the end of the season, everybody's ready to give Jordan Love a, a huge, massive contract extension and proclaiming him to be uh, the next one uh, for the Green Bay Packers. How have your emotions been 
uh, and your thoughts on Jordan Love from where we were at the beginning to where we are now. So if anybody's ever been paying attention to what I say, which is, <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I ain't Leroy at them boys, but I, I, I've been saying since day one that Jordan Love was going to be the man. And, and, and I got so pissed off mid-season when they was talking about benching him and putting the other guy in. The other guy ain't busted great. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, why in the world would that come out your mouth? Now, if you go back and look at Jordan Love's play from beginning to end, he's been playing, to me, the same. The difference is the offensive line. The offensive line has been playing better and better and better, giving him the opportunity to see the field, throw the ball, react to what's happening. So the big thing is that offensive line really coming to play. You know, you got the receivers, some guys stepping up, some guys ain't. But to me, Jordan Love has been playing lights out the whole season. It's just that because of that offense, see, people always like to watch the pretty boys and the skill position. I like to watch the grunt that make the game, the the upfront guys. That's what the difference is on how Jordan Love's play has been changing how about the wide receivers uh for this Packers team and the tight ends to a degree even though they lost Musgrave uh with the kidney laceration and now it looks like he might be able to come back and play uh this game Mm -hmm. against the Bears on Sunday and yes Watson has been out uh, with injury in and out of with injury Mm -hmm. all year but I mean you've got second year players like Romeo Dobbs that are the vets on are the vets on this team and I, I said early, and while they were going through that funk, that a lot of what was going on with Jordan Love was these receivers weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, and they were still trying to figure out how to play the game at this level and learn this offense. And as they got more comfortable in doing what they were supposed to be doing and got on the same page with Jordan Love, that's kind of when this thing opened up a little bit. Well, I mean, everybody got their opinion, Sparky. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, you, you, can get a, you can get a drunk out of the stands to run a route, and he could throw the ball. But you can't throw the ball if somebody in your face. You're right if about you go that. Go back and look at all the pressures that he he was getting. Yeah. Each guy at the beginning of the season was giving up in four or five games at least three or four pressures. You see what I'm saying? Now I understand the receivers, and they, we got some good group of receivers. I mean, I can't wait to next year, and everybody gonna be kissing our butts because these guys we got, if we get those the two starting. Uh, tight ends back with this receiving core and keep them running backs like them stupids been trying to get rid of AJ and all this other guy. No, if we can keep this unit, if we can keep this unit together, we're going damn near close to the Super Bowl next year. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, I, I think they have a chance to be a top three offense next year in football if everybody can stay healthy. I totally agree. Uh, and, you know, we'll have to see what they do in the draft. I mean, odds are now they go offensive line and lots of defense. Uh, and I guess we'll switch over to the defensive side of the ball uh, now at this point. Uh, and we'll start up front and work our way back from there. Your thoughts on how this defensive line has played this year for the Green Bay Packers? You, you, you know what, Sparky? I look at this, and, and, and it all starts uh, with, with the coaches. You know the coaching on that side of the ball, because I've watched games where we we physically got our tails kicked by not doing the proper things that we need to do to make plays. I look at our hand placement or how we put or how we move guys or how we get past guys or or how do we hold up against the point of attack or how do we 
got to give up contain on the outside. You know, it's all about scheme and coaching. And that's why, I mean, I don't want nobody to ever lose their job, but Joe Barry, either he got to step up and do what he need to do or he got to go because the train got to keep moving. And if the guys on the train are not doing what they're supposed to do, then, hey, what you what are you going to do? What do you think of uh, T.J. Sladen wearing your number, pulled out the gravedigger thing a little bit? I'm assuming he talked to you before he started doing that. Uh, your thoughts on how he's played in the middle? <laughs> you know what? It's, it, it, to me, Kenny Clark is the king. Sure. Everything starts with Kenny Clark. You know, and then you got supporting players. T.J., is, I like his game. He needs to step up a little bit more, putting, putting more – ability on using his hands and getting upfield. I loved his grave digger rendition because he took the shovel off his back. I'm like, God, <laughs> he's taking it off his back. I almost jumped out of my chair, man. It was so hype. But, you know, at the end of the day, though, with, 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 with Kenny Clark leading the charge and he got all these young supports around and, 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 and they kill me when they always say, oh, that Smith guy, he's long in the tooth. He, he, but he's, he's him and, and, and Gary, oh, my God. Come on, man. They doing the job. You know what I'm saying? You got this Van Ness dude uh, picking up the slack, but right now the long in the tooth guy and Gary is getting the job done. I'll tell you what, Preston Smith, say whatever you want about him, but he's always available. I mean, again, this week he's not practicing. Right now he's practicing here today, Friday, and he's probably going to play on Sunday. He's always there. He's always available. And that's the biggest thing. If you're available and you can play, that's the thing. And he has shown throughout the year he can still make impact plays. Listen, Sparky, at this time of the year, that's a veteran move. Everybody got to understand that. Hey, man, I, I, I done played 12, 10, 11, whatever years it is. I know what's going on. I'm a, I, 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 do I really need to do this to get out here on Sunday? I know what I got to do. Sure. I'm prepared. It's, mid, it's end of the season. That's a veteran move. I'm going to stay as, as healthy and fresh as I can because some of these coaches don't understand that. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to stay as fresh as I can. Why knock myself up on Wednesday when I get out there on Sunday and give you 100%? Did Holmgren understand that back uh, back in yes. the day with you guys? Yes, yes. Fritz understand that back in the day. Sometimes you know, I mean, I mean, unless unless you really need to see something, Reggie, go go, go you know, uh, Sean, go to Santana, Gilbert, go, yeah, you know, let's participate. But you ain't got to do all them crazy drills, man, because you know what's going on on Sunday. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Absolutely. What about Quay Walker uh, in the middle? Uh, along with Devondre Campbell. Uh, obviously, Quay Walker's second year. I guess yeah. I, I expected maybe more because of how athletic Quay Walker is than maybe what I've seen. And I think part of that goes back to what you say with Joe Barry, where you know they actually sent him on a blitz this last week, uh, and he was able mm-hmm. to get home. And I thought maybe they'd use him more in that vein than maybe Joe Barry has to this point. Yes, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like when you look at our defense this year. The defensive line is doing their thing. Linebackers are not doing their thing. The defensive line ain't doing their thing, but the secondary is doing their thing. We, it, to me, it felt like this year everybody had to at least get on the same page to make things work. You know what I'm saying? So we look at this linebacking core, man, and, and what they doing? Are they physical? Yeah, they're physical. Are they fast? Yeah, they're fast. But are we all on the same page to get the the things that we need to get done. Are we using these guys? If I'm Joe Barry, you ask him this. Are you using these guys to the best of their ability? That's that's a question you gotta ask Joe Barry. Yep, and that and that's a fair question. And I and the thing that 
irritates me, to be honest with you, is we heard all of this talk uh, about at the end of last season that they sat down and asked the defensive players what do they want to see changed going into this season? What do they want to have done differently? And going into preseason and training camp, we heard all of this. And the defensive players were fired up and excited that, okay, there's going to be change. Uh, And then once we get into the season, it's same old, same old. So now I think you might have lost some of those guys in the locker room like, man, I'm sick of this. I told you what we wanted to do, and you ignored me, and we went back to doing the same thing we were doing. Yeah, and that's and that and that and that also is is kind of like for a young a young team. You know what I'm saying? You got a young team. Sometimes you gotta as a as a defensive coach, you gotta you gotta tell them what you want. You know, and they gotta buy into it. And if they ask you, well, coach, can we do this? If you don't compromise, or kind of like, you know everybody be on the same page like I've been talking about, then, yeah, you're going to have breakdowns. You're going to have guys, you know, pointing fingers or not doing this, that, or the other. But it's all about how many veterans you got on that defense that's going to reel everybody in to be on the same page. Gilbert Brown, I want to know your thoughts on this secondary because when they've not had Jair Alexander and they've not had Stokes, uh, they've actually played very fairly well. And even when they didn't have Savage for a while, they played okay. Owen stepped up uh, and, and did something. But at the end of the day, as you look at this secondary, and I know Packer fans are sick of drafting defense and sick of drafting you know corners and so forth, but I just I don't see any which way that they can't draft corners and safeties coming up in the draft in April to try and kind of help this secondary going forward. I mean, when you look at this defense, um, I don't think is I think we got we got so many first rounders on that defense. It's a shame. And when you look at his defense, I don't think it's the secondary. Or I think it's the positioning and the scheme that these guys are in. You know what I'm saying? When you sit here and you see all these pockets and 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 don't get it twisted, man. The guys that you named, Jair, whoever, the them, them are the guys. The, the the supporting guys that come in and take over when they're not in there, we got death. You see what I'm saying? But for me, to, I, if if I had my first pick is going to be offensive line. If I was if if I was drafted, because we need a legitimate offensive line. You know what I'm saying? But then again, you go to this defense. We got so many things going on. I just think we, again, here you go. We all need to get on the same page because I don't see really no guys just get beat, you know, just beat. Like, you suck beat. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't see that. I see that we need to get in better positions. I need that we need to create more defenses that uh, uh, that bring the player that we have out to play the game. I don't I don't see I mean and, and it all like I say, defensively, it all goes back to Joe Barry and what he's doing. All right, so we have Packers Bears uh, coming up on, on Sunday. And I, I firmly believe and maybe I'll be wrong, they're gonna play a bunch of zone. They're gonna try and keep Justin Fields in front of them, try and limit big plays, and if he's gonna march down the field on them, then he's gonna do it in five and ten yard increments, but they don't want to give up anything big and they don't want him to run all over them. Uh, that's how I think the defense goes in this one. But I'm still scared of him running, and I'm still scared of the Bears running backs, Foreman uh, and Khalil Herbert, uh, from running all over this Packers defense. That's where my mm-hmm. concerns lie going into the game. What about you? Uh, yeah, it's similar to that, but I, th- I think we need to make a statement this game. I really do. 
if we if 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 this game is going to put us into the playoffs, let's hypothetically say we get there and we play Detroit first round. You see what I'm saying? It's it. This has to be a statement game where we going out and just like we did last week, punish these guys like we supposed to. We supposed to beat the teams that we are supposed to beat, and Chicago, we are supposed to beat them. There is if they take away Justin Fields, they have nothing. Period. They have nothing. And for us to now get going on offense and score points, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, we couldn't score nothing but seven points if it's at the second quarter or something. That, that mid-season going on to the end, we've been scoring points and doing what we need to do. We all need to get this team on the same page so we can punish these guys and get ready for the playoff. All right, what's your prediction? You taking the Packers this week over the Bears, I'd assume? Oh, absolutely. Who will pick the Bears? Are you crazy? It's a fair point. He is Gilbert Brown, the grave digger. Again, Packer Hall of Famer. And uh, make sure you get out and see him coming up on Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Wall at Gurney, uh, 6144 Grand Avenue. Get your autographs there. Desmond Clark, the former Bear. They call him a Bears great. I don't know if I'm there on that. Uh, Bears tight end uh, Desmond Clark uh, is there as well. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, when you play with the Bears, you're great if you play more than five years. Let's put it that way. That's a I might that might be a valid point. That that might be a valid point. Yeah, I mean Jordan loves <laughs> passing numbers. Me when I get there. Yeah, Jordan loves Jordan loves passing numbers are better than any quarterback in Bears history through sixteen games right now. I couldn't believe I, I somebody else told me that I was like even better than Jim McMahon is like yep. Yep. Yeah, because back then they ran wow. the hell out of the ball with Peyton and those guys, so yeah. that would make yeah. sense, even though you had Willie Galt and McKinnon and all those guys. Yeah. Yep. He is the great digger, Gilbert Brown. Thanks so much for coming on Current Law, man. Really appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Have fun in Gurney. Appreciate it, brother. Coming up next, uh, I'll tell you what my prediction is for the game. I certainly wasn't going to tell Gilbert. We'll do that coming up next here on Curtin and Long. Don't forget, download it on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at stream us on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Follow, like, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, all that fun stuff. Back after this with my prediction for Packers Bears. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Sparky Fiber back on Curd and Long. And again, uh, don't forget uh, Ryan Horvat out sick today. However, you can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat, BetMGM tonight, weeknights. Him, Trista Crick, uh, Nick Ashu, Monday through Friday. He should be back and ready to go. Hopefully, he'll be feeling better by the time we get back to Monday uh, in that one. Uh, and uh, time to make some predictions here now. 
Uh, I guess my turn. Gilbert picked the Packers. Nobody's surprised there. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. But before I do that, let me tell you some stuff I've come across numbers-wise. We always like to give you some crazy numbers. This comes from ESPN. Matt Bowen's article on uh, some of his keys to different games of how to win them. Uh, He's got one that says what the Packers need to do to win uh, against the Bears. How about this? Look for Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry to major in zone against fields with plenty of disguised coverages. Something I obviously said uh, earlier. Uh, Disguised coverages, pressures, and late secondary rotation. This season, Fields has thrown 11 touchdown passes and posted a QBR rating, that's that ESPN stat, of 81.4 against man coverage. However, his QBR rating against zone coverage, Justin Fields, 26.4. Holy crap. Five touchdowns and six interceptions against zone defense this year. That is brutally bad. Now, I for the life of me, while they've been on this run here, they've won, what, five of their last seven. I don't know how many of these teams played zone against them or how many of these teams played man, but if you know what those numbers look like, I don't know how any defense would play anything but zone against Justin Fields uh, at this point. Uh, Matt Bowen goes on to say, again, former Packers safety, you have to make him read uh, it out post-snap, anticipate the zone windows while also having defenders with eyes on the quarterback. Packers must limit Fields' ability to create special plays when he leaves the pocket. So I thought that was a a pretty cool uh, little nugget concerning Packers uh, and Bears this week uh, for sure. Now, how about another one? Now, this one here um, comes to uh, CBS Sports uh, and something that they have uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Now, this one here uh, is observations on different quarterbacks coming into Week 18. And if you scroll down this CBS Sports uh, article, uh, it says... Uh, Jordan Love is a 10th quarterback all-time with 30 touchdown passes in his first season as a full-time starter. He has 16 passing touchdowns and one interception in his last seven games while leading the NFL in EPA per dropback in that span. Green Bay can be the 10th team ever to reach the playoffs after a 3-6 and six start. But here's the, the stat that blows my mind. The Packers would be the youngest playoff team in the last 45 seasons and already have broken records for most receptions, yards, and touchdown catches by first- and second-year players. They'd be the youngest playoff team in the last 45 years. That is crazy. I mean, that is unbelievable. I mean, again, we knew all year that they were a very young team. We knew coming into the year they were going to be the youngest team in the league. We knew the offense was definitely going to be the youngest uh, coming in. But to be the first team to do it in... 45 seasons? That is nuts. Then the other nugget they put up here, which makes sense. I just had totally forgotten about it. With Love's breakout season, it's possible the 2020 quarterback class could be one of the rare draft classes to produce five franchise quarterbacks between Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert, Love, and Hurts between those ones, okay? Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts should reach 4,000 passing yards on the season week 18, joining Burrow, Tua, and Herbert, who have already done that in their careers. No draft class has ever produced five quarterbacks with a 4,000-yard passing season in their careers. Now, I will say this to that nugget, and it's a great nugget, but these other draft classes had 16 games. So realistically, technically, uh, they have... Three quarterbacks that got to 4,000. The other two need that that 17th game in order to get there. But still, very impressive. Because if, if Love ends up becoming that perennial pro bowler and uh, ends up winning a Super Bowl at some point or whatever to go along with these other guys uh, in this draft class, holy goodness, 
That is a great draft class uh, indeed. Even without love, it's a pretty damn good draft class, I think, at this point. All right, let's talk about uh, predictions uh, for this football game. Coming up, Packers and Bears. All week I've been leaning picking the Chicago Bears because I do not trust Joe Barry's defense. I don't trust him. Uh, The other thing that comes into this, every other time I've picked against the Packers, seemingly, uh, well, not every other time, but there for a while when I was picking against Packers, uh, the Packers were winning. Then I picked the Packers to beat uh, the Giants, and they lost. And then I picked the Packers to win the next game, and they lost that game too. Uh, then I came back uh, and said they would lose to the Vikings, and they beat the Vikings. So I'm going to stick with the Bears beating the Packers. However, I will say this. After that Matt Bowen stat on how bad Justin Fields is against zone coverage, I feel much, much better about the defensive chances because my fear has been Justin Fields over 100 yards rushing, uh, the two running backs go for like 150 or 175, uh, and it's a disaster, and they lose the last game of the season, end up 8-9, and nine, missing the playoffs. The Bears break their losing streak against Matt LaFleur, who's never lost to the Chicago Bears. They do it at Lambeau Field, crush Packer fan dreams, and then it's a nightmare on social media dealing with Bears fans. So that's what I'm hoping to avoid. Just how amazing would it be if this team got in the playoffs, right? Whether they face the Lions or the Cowboys or whoever they end up facing. It To me, it doesn't even matter. Like I've said before, even if they lose this week, it's been a hell of a year for the Packers and especially this offense, right? Um, so even if they lose, you got to keep your head up and go, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Like Gilbert Brown said, this team next year, providing they get a new defensive coordinator and figure out that defense, is going to be a very, very tough team to stop. And this offense is going to be explosive next year for the Green Bay Packers. So lots of positives regardless of what happens. Also, don't forget, Packers-Bears Sunday afternoon. That game will probably get in around 6.30 or so. Uh, if Ryan Horvath is feeling up to it, him and I will do a post-game podcast afterwards on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Just follow us on Twitter, at Sparky Radio or at Ryan Horvath, and we'll let you know during the game if we are doing that or not after uh, the game. I'm up for doing it. It's just a matter of whether or not uh, Ryan will be feeling better. He's been battling illness uh, all week long. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Curd Along. Appreciate it. My thanks to Gravedigger, Gilbert Brown for hopping in at the last second and being a part of the podcast as well. Always fun talking with him. Again, go down to Gurney Mills, see him on Sunday for his autograph signing uh, leading up to the Packers and Bears game. Him and Desmond Clark, the former Bears uh, tight end. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, we'll talk to you hopefully Sunday after the game uh, and have a good one, everybody. Toodles!